Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I am your host, Wanda Howard, and today we have with us Katie Richardson. She, Her first brand, Pudge, is a worldwide sensation, reaching like 2,000 stores in the U.S. and distributed to 26 different countries with a sketch and giant leap of faith katie transformed an industry becoming a globally recognized designer and entrepreneur she's been on the rachel ray show the ellen DeGeneres show today's show cover of entrepreneur entrepreneur magazine and today she helps people with their own businesses learning how to magnify both business and life at the same time and that is why she is here so welcome katie to the show Dun, 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 dun. Wanda, I am so excited to be here. Like, this is a topic that I'm so passionate about is how can we bring together this world of entrepreneurship and parenting, like two very difficult uh, worlds? How can we bring them together and be successful in both? Like, that is the question. And I'm super excited to be here and talk to you today on successful parents. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. And I have to share with everybody how we even know each other because Katie is a big reason why I'm even here today. Um, it was about five years ago now. I was in a super dark place in my life and I was just in survival mode. Uh, honestly, I didn't yeah. know anything. Of, I did not want to be an entrepreneur. I did not have any mindset of growing or possibilities out there. I just was like trying to survive from day to day. And I heard Katie Richardson share her story on a mom summit. And I reached out to her just telling her, thank you. And the craziest thing happened, she responded. And that was kind of what blew my mind, blew my world of like, nobody actually responds. Nobody actually treats other people like a person when they're that high level. And she did. And I had just been blown away. I've been able to work with Katie in the past and been able to do a lot of things that I just cannot endorse her enough because mm. everybody needs to know Katie. She is truly amazing at balancing the family and the entrepreneurial world, but also mm. getting rid of those like demeaning beliefs that all of us, we hold on to so much. So yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, well, same. Well, so I want to ask you, Katie, can you yeah. share a little bit of your story with everybody here? I love your story and where you come from. And I want to make sure everybody knows like who you yeah. are. Yeah, I think it's super relevant to this podcast because where I started was I was a skilled designer. I'd done really well in school. I'd gotten a scholarship from General Motors. I had um, won some national design awards and my from a really young age, I always wanted to be a mother like that was my long term path. And going to college and getting an education was part of it. It was just not even a question in my mind. Uh, in my home, that's just what you did. And I was excited to go and do that. So I did. And while I was in college, I met an incredible man, got married. And then in my mind, like once I had the degree, it was like, okay, take all those gifts and talents and abilities that you just developed and just, you know, set them aside and maybe use them at the kitchen table while you're making things <laughs> with your kids. But other than that, you certainly wouldn't go do something else. And I just, I just didn't ever imagine myself being an entrepreneur. And yet I kept 
receiving really incredible opportunities. Like I met a man who was a creative director at Nike who had this side project and he wanted to go manufacture goods that I was designing that he had seen. And this was a really big deal for somebody who had just finished school and hadn't really proven myself in the, in the real world. I, again, won awards in school, but like hadn't really proven myself on a larger scale. And so these opportunities were coming to me and I was kind of pushing them away, Wanda. Why? Because, well, hey, you can't be a present, loving, committed mother and an entrepreneur. Like that's those two worlds are not compatible. And I had a lot of proof that those two worlds are not compatible, right? I, I looked around, I checked out the books at the library and I read about amazing people who, yeah, they built a really successful business and they'd done really incredible things in the world, but their home life was kind of sad. And there was divorce. There was kids who didn't want to talk to their parents anymore. And I looked at my life and I was like, I know where I want to go. And that is, I, I'm madly in love with my husband today. I want to continue to be madly in love with him for the rest of my life. And same with my kids. Like I, I, I love these people and I want them in my life forever. And so in my mind, I couldn't find the model. And so therefore, I guess it's not possible. And as I'm like in this place wrestling, and I'm even asking that question, I remember this one day specifically, I'm in the kitchen sweeping, because that's where we have these conversations in our head. <laughs> yeah. Like the kids are maybe at the neighbors playing, and I'm finally getting the house cleaned up. And, and, and keep in mind, I was also building my business, and it was starting to take off. I think this is why I was like really asking this question, like, hold on a second, where does this go? And I had a new thought that day, which was, Katie, you're looking for the model, the proof, the evidence that you can both be a successful entrepreneur and a present loving committed parent and you're not finding it but guess what you know creation and while you don't see her you can go create her no. and what did that mean it meant i could become the woman who is present with her kids who does make cinnamon rolls with them on the weekend and makes it to the soccer games in the evening. Oh, and by the way, also goes and negotiates a deal with Target and goes and finds funding for her next product development, right? I could go create the woman who does do those things. And that then became my objective. And what's people might not know about me, Wanda, is I have a product design background. And so I know this process of conceiving of an idea, a concept that doesn't exist in reality. And I know the steps to walk through to turning that idea from just something that floats around in your head to something that can you can actually hold in your hand. And I had done that, you know, with like wood and metal and scraps and fabric, right? I'd done that process of creation with objects. And what I realized in that moment when God gave me this new thought was, Katie, do that process with yourself. Like, look into the future. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be the woman who took her gifts and talents and said, well, just going to always keep those on the back burner. And for most of history, honestly, the possibility of being successful in both worlds, I don't know that it was compatible until about the time I started doing it. Honestly, like our world has transformed so much. And I feel very fortunate to have built up a significant business that for eight plus years, I built a significant business and I did it alongside my husband. He was a big part of the business. My kids were a big part of it. Like they would come to the warehouse and they would ride their plasma bikes around and, and um, they would even travel with us on trips. And it just, all of it became this uh, effort of moving towards the same 
goal and objective within our family and within my business. And I think that's the key right there. So that's, that's, that, that, that is, that is the lesson that I learned is in order to do this, I have to create myself and I have to become the woman who is capable of being uh, successful in all of these different areas. Ah, yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. And one of the things that I hear when you're sharing that is, well, you had the mom piece and you had the school piece and you had the business piece and you had your family piece and you had all these different pieces. But as you told your story, it like beautifully aligned them all to where it's all on one track and all working together, like your kids riding around the warehouse and doing it with each other. Yes. Like that is so yeah. cool. And if people go scroll through my social media, katie.live on Instagram, you can see, you'll see pictures or video of me. Like I'm in the warehouse working on a prototype with a rip saw on my hand and my toddler on my back, or I'm sitting at an industrial sewing machine with a kid at my back or sitting in the, they're sitting in the high chair next to me as I'm working on things. And it it's, listen, it's not the fast, efficient way to do things, but I wasn't here to be hyper efficient necessarily like that was not the overall goal and objective it was to build a business in a way that not only would I be successful in business but it would help my family thrive yeah. and that was as I as I hung on to these two worlds that again seemed really incompatible as you continue to ask yourself what could this look like and if 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 I were to bring my five-year-old into the warehouse like how can I do that in a way where he's occupied and happy? Oh yeah, let's get some plasma bikes. And that's seriously how that happened. We had all this floor space and lots of boxes for them to weave around, but it would allow me and my husband to have a, a really serious business meeting while the kids are just happy. That's awesome. And for everybody listening too, to kind of illustrate how much Katie thinks outside the box. And it's not just another product or another coaching thing. Like go look at the product that she designed on Pudge Baby Products. She designed this bath. And this was one of the things that really stood out to me is I had seen different baby baths before, but they were all the same shape, same yeah. thing, same frustrations. Some of them just had different materials. Some of them were squishier, but this one blew my mind because it was super storageable. It goes like it folds up. So it's a bath and then it folds mm. apart so that it can fit into the tiniest little places. And it was so nice for me. I used it and I, I love that bath product. And that's exactly what she's done um, when she's talking about like she knows creation. She definitely does because she's able to take what is possible, like the dream and form it into a reality that isn't just um, a copycat of somebody else's, but actually bringing what wasn't possible, these crazy, crazy ideas into something that's crazy fun and tangible. Oh, I love it. I mean, you're bringing, you're bringing to light something that is something that I uh, have worked on and developed. We have this tendency to look at what's right in front of us and try and just jump in and solve whatever is right in front of us. And if you can just take a moment, take a step back and actually look at the bigger picture, using the bathtub as an example, it wasn't bath time wasn't not working because it wasn't getting the babies clean. It was, it, it was babies were getting clean, but it was extremely frustrating for the parent. It was even scary for the child because they weren't being cradled. It was hard to store it afterwards. So the, the problem to solve wasn't getting babies clean. We had already figured that out. It was just the, the overall experience of bathing your baby 
And that is what I was designing was this moment where you could really bond with your child and be really present with them. And the product in a sense was to try and supposed to kind of disappear, right? Because it was so simple and intuitive and comfortable for the child that nobody's having to look at an instruction manual or fuss with some mechanism that doesn't work half the time. So the same is true inside of our business and our life. And like, my kids are growing up, Wanda. My son's 18. He's going off to college in January. Oh, and, you know, me and my husband are having these conversations like, okay, he's going off to college. Like he's not in our home anymore. And like, how can we continue to help and support him, but treat him as a man? And, and so it's, it's, have, it's taking this step back and really looking at the big picture and doing what Stephen Covey says, which is begin with the end in mind. And that brings me to another thing, which is, you know, as we are raising our kids, where, where are we going? <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> yes. What is the objective here? Right. And it's an important question to ask. So true. It's, it's crazy because when we're wondering, like, as a parent, I feel like so many people these days is just stuck on this idea of this is enough, or this is all there is, or that's just yeah. what parenting is. You just wing it and we don't know where we're going. And so then we do continue to just puddle around in the same place all the time. And that ends up making things worse and going backwards. And that's frustrating. And to tie it back to your story that you told in the beginning, like there are seasons where we're kind of just in survival mode. We're just trying to make it through the day. And the beautiful thing is when you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and say, okay, I'm done being in survival mode and I have to do something about all of this. And we can start to shift and ask these new questions, like not just how can I give my kids food and a place to sleep at night, but like, how can I actually help them to develop into the incredible human being that they already are? Like, how can I give them the tools and the experiences and the know-how and, and those are the kinds of questions that we need to be asking ourselves and, and constantly because they're constantly evolving. You're constantly evolving. And we have to have those moments where we check in with ourselves and say like, hey, how's everything going? <laughs> yes, definitely. So in your story, you talked about um, being able to create this new woman, somebody that is able to balance business and family. And so obviously that wasn't uh, necessarily a skill set you were given growing up, but what was the thing right. that your parents provided for you that gave you that grounding that you needed to be able to build that? Because I feel like so many parents are like, okay, what can I do right now to give my kids the foundation they need to keep moving forward? I love this question. From a really young age, Wanda, I was curious. I was just so curious about the world. It's like making me emotional. Weird. Um, I loved Curious George. Like I identified with him. Ha, this is so funny. Um, that he just was really interested in things. And I think that curiosity has really served me in my life. So when I was at that moment where the small thinking Katie was like, this is not possible. And I was about to shut it down and be like, I can't, I can't do all of these things. I'm being pulled in so many different directions. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm, I'm losing my temper by 10 AM, which there's a, still <laughs> a lot left in the day if you're losing yeah. your temper by 10 AM. And, and so if we can stay in this place of curiosity, because I, I think one of my 
skill sets that I both had at a young age and I've, I've learned to develop over the years is how can we bring two things that are seemingly incompatible, like entrepreneurship and parenting? How can we figure out how to integrate the two? And it's not a quick, simple, easy answer. It's not. It's like day by day, we answer that question. And so, but by staying in that place of curiosity and being open to the possibility that, okay, maybe I don't see a good example of how it's been done before, but is it possible that today's the day that someone's going to figure it out and, and I might come up with a solution? And so to bring these two worlds that seem incompatible, like, let me give a really relevant example. We have homeschooled our children and with that comes a lot of independence and freedom and personal responsibility that my kids gain. And so as my kids have gotten older and my son turns 18, it's like, well, what's the next move? Does he go to college? Which is kind of going back to the old system that we intentionally were not a part of, right? Yeah. And, and so we've been having these conversations back and forth. And yeah, it is an older system. And I, I don't really think uh, college degrees are necessarily as relevant as they used to be. And at the same time, we made a decision that there is some value in. And so we're bringing these two different modes of thinking that, you know, you need to be self-responsible and independent and free from the constraints that would come from a place like going to a university that has a lot of rules, I'm yeah. just going to say, <laughs> right? Yep. And so learning to integrate these two different worlds that seem incompatible, like that principle in itself has proven to, to be where I find the magic in life. Yeah. And the same is true in parenting. Like I was raised in a home where you were just told what to do and you did not question it. And listen, my parents did the best they knew how. And I think most parents in, in my parents' era, that's how they were doing it. Yeah. And so a lot of people swing to the other end of the spectrum, which is, you know, when I was that age, I wanted more freedom. I didn't like it when my parents told me what to do. And they, they swing to the, end of the other end of the spectrum. And I actually have a client who has a two-year-old and a three-year-old. And he has swung to that end of the spectrum because he had a very strict upbringing. And so he has swung to this other end of the spectrum. His two and three-year-olds, they climb all over him. He's a CEO of a $50 million business. And he gets spit in the face by a three-year-old. And he doesn't know how to handle it. And I'm like, listen... Yes, they need freedom, but they also need some constraint and guidance. And so he's he's figuring out how to integrate these two worlds that seem incompatible. So yes, yes, my 18-year-old, he values and needs freedom. And he's going to have to figure out how to create freedom within the constraints of the university that he's chosen to go to. And it's possible. And I think, again, back to what I was saying, that's where the magic happens. And that's where the magic happens in my parenting. Like, I continue every day to to look at myself as a parent and and try to make improvements and become better than I was the day prior. And you know, luckily the younger kids benefit from it the most. And <laughs> fortunately, my 18-year-old, he's amazing. He's an incredible guy. I'm like so proud of him, so happy for him. I'm totally sad that he's leaving because I'm gonna miss him. But at the same time, I'm like kicking him out of the house because that's what needs to happen at this age. He does need to go out there into the big wide world and go figure out how to make his way in the world. But the point being is I think the opportunity that we need to look at here is instead of swinging to the other end of the spectrum, ask yourself, how can I take the best of both of these worlds? Cause there's, there's benefits to both of them, right? There is. 
how can I bring the best of both of these worlds, either the, the hyper-disciplined, strict home? There's some good things about that. Kids need fences. Yeah. Can you bring fences? And at the same time, can you teach them responsibility and freedom and maybe even how to speak up? Because I didn't know how to speak up. I certainly, that, that was not allowed. Oh, and yeah. I, I still feel like as a 42-year-old woman, I'm still learning how to speak up for myself. And so how can you bring the good of both of those worlds and integrate them together. And I call that option three. Yeah. Oh, I what love we need that. To look for. And, and you talk a lot about that. Like in the time that we work together, there's, there's not this, um, just yes or no option. There is the option. Yes. And I love that idea because you're so right in that creation zone of this idea of your son is going off to college. He has all these constraints that are going to be placed on him and his freedom and ability to do what he wants is also a huge value. So how do you integrate to the mm -hmm. two? And I, I totally agree. That is where the magic happens. So um, yeah. how then have you found with your own life, with your kids, that some, some tactical things that you are doing personally that maybe mm -hmm. connects with other people of how they can start doing that too? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different things that I've been working on with my parenting. Um, like when I get stressed out and overwhelmed, I put my headphones on and I like go into my own little world. And I have noticed myself when I do that. And so I've done some simple things to stop myself from doing that. So if I am a, in a room and stressed out and overwhelmed and in my own little world, listening to a podcast and one of my kids comes in, I take the headphones off and I acknowledge them and I say hello, because I, th I think that's a really important thing as a parent to acknowledge your kids and to ask them about their day. Those little, little moments, Wanda, like that's where all of the, the relationship building, the trust, the conversation, the connection, it's in those little, little moments. Mm -hmm. And so I have recognized the significance of those things. And so I've, I've acknowledged that, oh, wow, I can have this tendency to kind of be in my own little world. I don't want 18 years to go by and I was just always in my own little world. And so I'll take my headphones out in those moments. Um, another thing that I do is I schedule time to be with my kids. And like specifically, I took on this last semester, which was a big deal for me. I've taken on a group of local homeschool kids, which by the way, I live in Puerto Rico and there's a lot of kids in our neighborhood who homeschool. Their parents are oh. a lot like us and everybody's parents are entrepreneurs and the kids homeschool. And so I invited several homeschooling families to come to my house twice a month and I teach art and oh, it's a way cool. for me to be more actively involved in their homeschooling, which I should mention this. My husband carries most of that load <laughs> <laughs> and he has for several years um, because he's really good at it and he wanted to do it. And so, um, but like taking that on another tactical thing that I am doing to foster this curiosity and be present with my kids, um, cooking with them again, it's an, it's another reason to be in conversation. And it's funny because I cook with my eight-year-old a lot and then she had a sleepover recently and they got up super early because I put them to bed early. They got up at like 6 a.m. and they wanted pancakes. And she was like, mom, I can do it. And, and she asked me a couple questions and we do pancakes a lot, the two of us. 
And I was like, yeah, you just do this and this and you got it. And I came down and she had like these just giant mounds of the thickest <laughs> batter on the griddle. And I was like, wow, I thought like it was clear that I've, I've carried probably too much of the load and I haven't let her do it enough with my help and support next to her. Right. So just taking advantage of these little moments for so many years. And I still do it with my eight year old. My big kids don't want this anymore. I tucked my kids in every night. And, and I still say good night to the other kids, but it's more from the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't, they don't want me to like give them the kiss on the forehead <laughs> and read a story to them. But for so many years, Wanda, like probably 15 years, I've been doing that of reading stories. Well, longer than that, 18 years, my oldest is 18, but he's not getting the story at night anymore. And my husband helped me really see the significance of that. It's just, it's another chance to check in with your kids, have conversations with them and help them see that you mean something to them, that you're important to them. Ah. So tucking them in at night. And it's one of the things that it's just so cool about all of these advices that you've shared with us is one, they match your lifestyle and what you're doing already. They, they integrate with what your needs and your kids needs are, but two, your, um, you're having like kids go to bed. That's not a new invention. Like that's been happening forever, but you're utilizing Uh that to its full value. Instead of saying, Oh, that's all I do. You have positioned that of like, I can do this in a way that is meaningful. And that doesn't mean like you have a dance party every night or you do some big grand thing every day. It's just Mm -hmm. actually utilizing those moments. And I think as parents, we so let go of like, we think, oh, well, I'm doing the food and I'm doing the b- putting kids down for naps or at bedtime or whatever. And mm-hmm. but what else can I do? And instead, I think that's so beautiful of what you've shared with everybody of let what you're doing be enough and just enjoy those moments. Like mm. how can you really enjoy them better? That's yes. Right now. And I have to show everybody the full spectrum of, of this because I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And I think one of the mistakes I made really early on is I had this belief that to be a good mother and to be a good parent, I had to do all of the things myself for my kids. And I didn't get help either nannies or a house cleaner or somebody run errands for me. I didn't get help for a long time. I think it was a big, uh, I'm not going to say mistake, but what I have learned now, and it took me a long time. I started doing that kind of stuff maybe six years ago. No, I'm And I even remember then it was tearing me apart. I was getting a nanny for my daughter. And I was like, am I just the worst mother ever? Oh, no, because, because I have a nanny, that means that I'm able to be fully present at work while I'm working, knowing she's safe. She's with somebody that I love and trust. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm home with her, I can be fully present because I got my work done. Right. And I would say, wherever you are, take whatever the next step is to getting help and support in your business. So for me, uh, Instacart has been a huge, I I almost think of them as like a team member. Because the fact that I don't have to go to the grocery store and they can show up on my doorstep, like that's, that's huge. Yeah. Right. So I want to make sure people understand that, yes, I'm tucking my kids in at night and we have a nanny and it's, it's kind of a continuation of that option three, right? It's both. It's not one or the other. It's both. And how can we integrate them? Yeah. I really, really like this idea just because like you said, 
it doesn't have to be one or the other and it lets us create more it lets us actually live our lives the way that we want to live them instead of feeling like we have to stay in this narrow way of thinking what whether it's all for nannying or all for like no nanny at all like those two Mm -hmm. options can drain the energy out of anybody but when you can use them both together ah it's so much more fun it's incredible and and i've heard so many stories of people uh, like when they make that transition of being able to utilize other parents other people other resources like the instacart um that their kids have more fun like when parents are less stressed out the kids are less stressed out and it's just Mm -hmm. better for everybody so my word i'm way less stressed than i was (laughs) way less stressed i'm having so much more fun that's yeah. awesome. And and one of the things too that you shared was um you said when you get stressed out, when you get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that is huge for people to realize like it happens to all of us. It's yeah. okay. Then there's yeah. like you can use that and work through it. You don't have to let that be your signal or your stopping point. Like it's just something more to work through. So um Katie, I have to ask if people yeah, yeah. are listening and they're resonating with you and your message and what you do, how can they get in contact with you? What is the next step for them? I'm really active on Instagram, Katie.live, and I have a podcast. It's called What's Working Now. And if you go listen to the first eight episodes, and I people tell me they like binge listen to those ones because that is kind of the foundational uh story where you you learn so much in those first eight episodes, but you you start to understand my own entrepreneurial journey, but in a way where you have tremendous insights for yourself. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to go deep and be really honest and vulnerable with kind of what my struggles were, what my failures were and how I overcame those things. So those are the two places I would say, and send me a DM. Like Wanda said, I actually read them and I respond to them. Yes. Ah, so good. So anybody listening, like take Katie up on that offer of sending her a DM. She's incredible. And her podcast is amazing. That's like my go-to spot whenever I'm like, hmm, I need, I need more brainstorming power. I go there. So go to what's working now, check her out. Thank you everybody for listening. And Katie, for one last question, what would you say to parents who are feeling that overwhelm and aren't sure the next step of what to do? How can they start to fill that joy again into life so that they can start having good movement forward. Yeah. So overwhelm is normal. There's not something wrong with you. It's part of the journey. I would just say, allow the overwhelm to be a signal from life and life is saying, Hey, pay attention. Something here needs to change. That's all it is. Overwhelm is a signal from life saying, Hey, you know that way you've always been doing things? Well, guess what? It's not working anymore and something needs to change. So take a step back and use this frame of curiosity like we talked about in today's conversation. Use this frame of curiosity and say, huh, now if I were to, to do approach this in a new way, what could that look like? And who would I need to be in order to show up that way in my home? Who would I need to be in order to have that conversation with my team member or potential client? inside of my business? Who would I need to be to show up as the parent that I, that I imagine myself to be, but I know I'm falling short. And, and how can you start to put that into action? That would be my invitation to you. Use that frame of curiosity and then make a decision and put that into action because insight's cool. It's fun. It's exciting, but it won't change your reality. What will change your reality is new 
action. And that's your opportunity. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you again, Katie. Thank you everybody for listening today and we will see you all next time. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to wandahoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all and we will see you next time.